Well, hello there, and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to The Dean Report, and you're listening to this special series called The Stories Behind Christmas. Stories Behind the Best Loved Songs of Christmas is a book by Dave, by, excuse me, Ace Collins, and that is the book I am reading through, one reading a day, sharing about a different favorite Christmas carol. Uh, Christmas song uh, leading up to Christmas Day. And so I thank you for coming in and I hope you will uh, enjoy, are enjoying this series. Today's song, today's reading, is about Away in a Manger. So here we go. Many Christmas carols are bathed in so many different legends that separating fact from legend almost becomes impossible. Such is the case with the beautiful and simple carol that tells the story of baby Jesus lying in a manger that first Christmas night. Along with Jesus Loves Me, Away in a Manger is one of the first songs that Christians teach children in Sunday school or church. With only three short verses and a very simple tune, it is no small wonder that little ones learn it long before they can read. The beautiful and serene picture painted in the carol's lyrics defines peace on earth better than most books or sermons. In 1887, American hymn writer James R. Murray entitled the tune to Away in a Manger as Luther's Cradle Hymn. Murray further stated in his popular songbook, Dainty Songs for Little Lads and Lasses, that Martin Luther had not only written Away in a Manger, but had sung to his children each night before bed. As the song spread across a growing America, and people began to sing it at home in churches and at schools, they often envisioned legions of German mothers rocking their babies to sleep each night with the strains of Away in a Manger. As the song became more popular, some news reports even trumpeted the song's Teutonic heritage and the powerful inspiration that obviously could come from only the great Luther himself. Ironically, not only did German mothers of this era not sing Away in a Manger, they had never heard of it until the song arrived in Europe from its country of origin, the United States. Where Murray got his misinformation on Luther remains a mystery, yet because of his outstanding reputation as a writer and publisher, the story stuck. James R. Murray studied at the Musical Institute in North Reading, Massachusetts, under legendary teachers such as Lowell Mason, George Root, William Bradbury, and George Webb. His teachers marked their student as one of his finest musical minds they had ever encountered. Yet Murray didn't stay the course in school. In 1862... In the midst of the American Civil War, 
Murray enlisted as an army musician. During the darkest days of the war, he wrote his first he wrote his first song, Daisy Dean, composed in a Virginia camp in 1863. The now forgotten ditty established Murray as a song, as a songwriter. <clears throat> After the war ended and armed with a wealth of new material, Murray joined the Root and Katie publishing house in Chicago, Illinois, as editor of the Song Messenger. In 1881, Murray moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, to work for the John Church Company, editing The Musical Visitor. He also took charge of the company's publishing department. It was there that he happened upon A Way in a Manger. Two years before Murray had printed A Way in a Manger in his children's songbook, the general counsel of the, evangel- of the evangelical, e- evangelical, sorry, evangelical <laughs> Lutheran Church in North America had published the song in their book, Little Children's Book for School and Families. Printed in Philadelphia, Little Children's Book listed no songwriter for the words to the song. The book stated that the tune, a much different one, that used by Murray had been provided by J. E. Clark. In truth, the first two verses of Away in a Manger were no doubt written by an anonymous American sometime in the mid-1800s. The song was probably passed down orally for years before it was picked up by the Lutheran editor. By the time it was first published, no one knew the identity of the composer. In 1892, a man named Charles Hutchinson Gabriel became the music director of Chicago's Grace Methodist Episcopal Church. A poet, composer, and editor, it was in the Windy City that Gabriel Gabriel wrote a legion of hymns, eventually more than 700. The composer's work included such standards as Way of the Cross, my Savior's love, higher ground, and I stand amazed in the presence. It was while he was at Grace Church that Gabriel discovered not only the versions of Away in a Manger, published by the Lutheran Press and by James R. Murray, but also another unknown version that contained a third verse. He published this new edition of the carol in Gabriel's Vineyard Songs. Excuse me, Gabriel's Vineyard or Vineyard Songs. Throughout the next two decades, the popularity of Away in a Manger grew, as did the myth surrounding Luther's authorship of the piece. Illustrations were drawn and stories were told depicting Luther singing the song to German children. As the real author never came forward, to dispute the growing legend, the facts of the carol's origination became more and more diluted. During World War I, while Germany battled the United States, many groups began to sing the words to Away in a Manger with the old Scottish tune, Flow Gently, Sweet Afton. This rendition might well, 
might well have been a protest against any and all things German. Yet soon after the war, when most Americans again embraced the original tune, a new songbook, Words and Song, gave a man named Carl Muller credit as the musical composer of the song. Where the Boston publisher came up with Muller's name is another unanswered question. Carl Muller did not write the music to Away in a Manger. In fact, many believe that he didn't even exist. In 1945, as Americans again battled Germany in a world war, American writer Richard S. Hill sorted through the now 70-year-old mystery concerning the carol's origin. He determined that James R. Murray himself probably wrote the music long coupled with Away in a Manger. Yet, as Mercy always took credit when he composed the song, it is doubtful that he would have deflected the credit to Martin Luther. It is more likely that Murray was given the song and simply adapted the existing German-influenced melody into four-part harmony for his book. It also seems likely that Murray received the story of Martin Luther writing the piece from the per- person who originally gave him the song. Whoever he or she is, the unknown songwriter probably didn't live to see the song reach children the world over with its poignant message. Yet, while the mystery of origination remains, the song's message depicting the precious moment when a Savior came to earth, bringing peace, joy, and hope, is so strong and profound that it leaped from a single night, from a single household, to become one of the world's most beautiful Christmas messages in song. The picture that story paints is even more profound and riveting than that of Luther singing away in a manger in Dutch to his children. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Thank you so much for listening today to this very special reading in this very special series. Counting down to Christmas here in 2021. I hope you'll come back to the next episode and the next reading exploring the stories behind the best loved songs of Christmas.